The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom really is here for moms like you, even when most of the media is not. There certainly is media that pays attention to mommies, but usually they just want you to buy the soap during the commercials, and they don't necessarily cater to what you need in the media, and that's why we're here, because we want to give you advice and information and help and encouragement that moms need, because let's be honest, you're doing one of the most important jobs in the planet, and uh, we just want to help you do it well. So this is one of those shows set up to alert parents about some very dangerous risks that are confronting your kids. I asked our guest to come on today, partly because he was giving me some information that I literally found shocking. And I thought to myself, you know, other parents should know this. Uh, And I'm not one for fear mongering. I I used to be in TV news and, and we tried to scare people all the time just to scare them into watching the news. And so I'm not into scaring people just to scare people and to get them to listen. But today's information really is something that I believe every single mom and dad should know. Plus, we do have an enticing women's event to announce to you today that I'm going to be a part of, and I think you might want to attend. Uh, I think it could be huge for you. It's a breakthrough event, and I'm excited to tell you about it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Marcello LaRocca is director, one of the directors at Sandstone Care, which offers outpatient rehab services for individuals aged 13 to 30. So sad that you need to do that at age 13. Those who are struggling with substance abuse in the Denver, Colorado area. Uh, So they primarily deal with teens and young adults. Sandstone Care has partnered with Channel Mom for several years in its Neon Moms 5K to get the word out about addiction and treatment for young people. Because certainly we have a lot of moms there who have kids in that age range who might need help in that area. Welcome to Channel Mom, Marcello. Yeah, thank you for having me, Jenny. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Okay, so... Um, I was looking up stats today because look, let, okay, let's just set the stage. I, I, I know there are folks who are fans of medical marijuana. I know there are folks who said, let's just let this run its course and legalize it. So we don't spend all this jail money and cop money on, on cracking down on pot. Um, but I know a lot of people that aren't fans and are, and are not pleased that in Colorado we've, um, approved legal use of marijuana. Right. So I was looking up stats today and, and, and the things that are problematic, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to have you go off on what you've d- discovered in, in the business of helping people who are addicted sure. and how marijuana has changed and what parents should be looking out for. And right. the really dire stuff that you see going on Absolutely. just within the use of cannabis, not, mm-hmm. nothing, not in any of the other addictions, just that. Mm-hmm. But I know there's some other trends you want to speak to as well. So let me just say one more thing. There are studies out there that are saying things like um, ongoing marijuana use reduces a person's brain, white brain matter by 80%. Mm-hmm. Ongoing marijuana use by teenagers reduces their IQ. 
Mm-hmm. All kinds, and, and the new marijuana is causing people to act in violent ways. We've seen people jump off balconies and shoot their wives and just yep. tough stuff. So, so why don't you kind of tell us how you view the, the, the legalization of marijuana in a number mm-hmm. of states and how you see that impacting your world where you're trying to treat people with addiction and substance abuse issues? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jenny. Um, well, I think the biggest thing that we see is just a there's a knowledge gap that exists, uh, especially with families on just not really understanding uh, what marijuana looks like and, and how it impacts you today okay. uh, and how the marijuana of today is very different than the marijuana of 15, 20, 25 years ago okay. uh, when we were growing up, for example. Okay, so this is not um, your mom and dad's marijuana, you said to me. Correct, correct. It's it's very different. I mean, it's 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 basically developed in a lab, right? I mean, they're genetically engineering um, recreational marijuana, that is, to, to get you as high as possible, obviously. Um, and now it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that is, you know, developed overnight uh, in the U.S. And so... There's a lot of resources chasing chasing that. Okay, so tell um, me about the THC <clears throat> levels. You were telling me something that I just found shocking. What's the yeah, difference? Yeah, definitely. So I think uh, at a high level, you know, the marijuana in the 1980s, you know, the, the stuff you were seeing in the movie Cheech and Chong and things like that, um, the THC concentration was about 2 to 3% was your best uh, marijuana, maybe up to 5% tops, but that would be definitely an outlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the marijuana today that you're going into a dispensary to buy off the shelf traditional form uh, is in the 25 to 30% THC concentration, which as you can imagine, that has a much different effect physiologically on your brain. Yeah. Uh, and then if you think about, I don't know if you've seen folks out there with those vape pens or dab rigs, um, they're actually, it's, it's, they're converting uh, marijuana, and they're creating basically a THC extract called butane hash oil, which can take that THC concentration up to ninety percent. <gasps> so, you know what you were seeing and watching, and then you know the funny comical movie, you know Cheech and Chong, where they're you know smoking marijuana all day long. Uh, you know that was two to three percent, whereas now you if know you're a few draws like- off a, a vape pen or a dab rig, you know you're going to get ten times that. And so, or maybe even more, up to upwards of 20 times uh, the THC concentration. And so that has a very different impact on your brain. And that's what's contributing to what you were mentioning, uh, some of those psychotic breaks and things like that. Uh, your brain is not used to having that level of THC within it. And so, you know, we've seen instances in some of the hospitals that we partner with and help support. They've seen those psychotic breaks happen. Tell me like what, like what, what's going on when people do that? When they, when, and it, sure. I, so, I, I know only, and, and dabbing is such a difficult thing. And I may be using the terminology wrong because sure. people dab with their arm yeah, right, <laughs> and they right. make this motion, this but we're different. talking about a dab rig where, where it's, it still comes out of a funnel kind of thing and you still get the smoke. Correct. Is that correct? Yeah, there's two, there's yeah, wax there's at the bottom. Rigs, exactly. Or it can be through those vape pens that you see a lot of and they're uh, getting they, an enormous amount of THC. Yeah, it's a THC concentrate. So what's happened is you can imagine adolescents, teens, they're experimenting, right? Um, and before, you may be experimenting with smoking a joint with 2 to 3% THC concentration. Now you're experimenting with your friend coming into school and passing you a vape pen with 90% THC concentration. And obviously, that has a profound impact. It floods your brain with THC. Uh, your brain has uh, these receptors called CB1 receptors all over your brain yeah. and the way that the THC engages really varies by person. And that's why 
the impacts can vary quite a bit yeah. uh, in terms of where it's attaching onto your brain and then what the physiological impacts are going to be. Yeah. But the bottom line is with the THC at the levels they are today versus what they were before, that impact is much more profound. So right? can you give me any anecdotes? Like what, what, what are you seeing in the hospitals? Just a couple of events. Yeah, uh, kids, I mean, they have a psychotic break, so there'll be hal- mild hallucin- uh, hallucinations, excuse yeah. me, um, extreme paranoia. Um, and they end up, I mean, this is, we've heard this from some of the schools that we've helped support. Um, and so the kids end up going to the ER, stabilizing, may end up getting transported to, um, a a more pure psych hospital, if you will, for a hold to help them stabilize. Um, but that could have longer term impacts as well. In the second segment, I want you to compare, I want, I want to do two things for our moms and our dads who listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to compare alcohol to marijuana and I know sure. there are two camps. Sure. Um, and, and so parents can, cause, cause I think, um, certainly there are adults out there who may be listening, who, who do believe in the use of marijuana and think it's no different than having a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to have that, that comparison. Um, but then I also want you just to issue your warnings that you <clears throat> think parents from toddlers to teens, cause, cause the moms of toddlers right now, you're freaking them out, sure. but, right. but I want them to, to have an education so that they can be equipping their kids to know what's risky Absolutely. about, about using marijuana. Absolutely. Um, what do you think is is the misinformation? We've only got about three minutes left sure. in this segment, but the misinformation about um, that that was kind of put out there when when Colorado at least, but now other states have followed suit. Um, what what do you think the misinformation is about? Look, this is a good thing for medicine; it relieves mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. You can u- use it medicinally. Sure. Um, what what do you think maybe was twisted in that? Yeah. No, that's a great question, and and we see that a lot with the families. Again, the potency. There's a disconnect there. Um, but then there's also a disconnect with medicinal versus recreational marijuana. And at a super high level, um, medicinal marijuana, you know, they're very, very early in the research uh, and actually substantiating the claims that there could be positive impacts longer term for, for utilizing so it. So they haven't even fully established that it's, there are positive. It's in- very early. But what they're focusing on is actually a totally different compound that's found within marijuana called um, CBD. Uh-huh. Uh, which can help with things like epilepsy yes. um, and things like that. Um, and obviously when you're smoking marijuana recreationally and seeking out that high, you're actually the, the compound that's uh, uh, allowing that to occur is called THC. And what's interesting and a lot of people don't know is that THC and CBD counteract each other, uh-huh. right? So medicinal marijuana, if you're truly buying marijuana for medicinal purposes, Generally speaking, the THC concentration is actually very, very low. And you're, you're not even going to get not high. Getting high. Yeah. Right. You're actually, they're trying to maximize that CBD concentration. Yeah. Which obviously, you know, at some point in time, they're going to turn CBD into a pill. You're not going to have to smoke marijuana. There's obviously even ancillary uh, side effects physiologically into your health just from doing that. Yeah. Um, but the same is true, obviously, for recreational marijuana. They maximize the THC concentration and minimize the CBD concentration. The stuff that actually might help us. Correct, correct. Oh, and so, interesting. And so parents just don't always understand that. I didn't understand that until I, I took a deeper look. And so it can be very easy to, to get distracted or to be misled, if you will, uh, with the notion that, hey, doctors are prescribing this, so it can't be that bad. Right. How, how is it going to impact my son or daughter? It, it's not that big a deal. I dabbled when I was a kid, and, and I seemed to be okay. But at the end of the day, the medicinal marijuana is different than the recreational marijuana. 
right? And the potency levels today are very different than what they were before. The recreational marijuana has gone way off the charts with getting people high because of such the great, the greater percentage of yeah, THC. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to come back with Marcello La Roca of Sandstone Care. We're going to let you know how to get a hold of them, too, if you know somebody you think needs some help from these folks because they're very good at what they do. I did have a young mom on whose two-and-a-half-year-old was, was using the, the medicinal form that wasn't getting her high for epilepsy, and it was helping her. So yep. I, have, I have sympathy for that. Yep. We'll be right back with Channel Mom. Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids. But sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our channel mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement finally i'd like to hear from all the moms out there i'd love to hear your mom's story what you need in your life your advice or what you'd like to hear on channel mom radio reach out to us at channel mom one word on facebook twitter or instagram and please come support us in our mission to love coach and encourage moms you can come to channelmom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We're having such an important conversation. I think every mom and dad should listen to this whole show because whether you're a parent of teens or toddlers, you need to know this information. We're with Marcello La Roca from uh, Sandstone Care. He's a director there, and they offer outpatient rehab services for individuals between 13 and 30. He gets it. When kids have addiction issues and he comes from, he told me his personal story, uh, his brother uh, struggled g- greatly with with addiction and he watched what it did to his life. And so now he has a heart to rescue teenagers out there who are who are at least tempted or, or, or now in it and, and addicted. And he's got a huge heart for this and he has a, a wealth of information he wants to share with you. So let's get to, to some of the big questions. First of all, how come nobody talks about the fact that if you're smoking pot rather than vaping and other things, it's cancerous. Like it's just, it's worse for you than cigarettes, right? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, honestly, it's, it's swept under the rug and I think it get lost. It gets lost, unfortunately a bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk with the THC and concentration and things like that, but at a fundamental level, you're still inhaling, inhaling, excuse me, a massive amount of carcinogens. Yeah. Right. Which just like smoking cigarettes can lead to things like lung cancer. Absolutely. And there's no filter or anything I like know. that. So, I know. Okay. Absolutely. And now people are, are vaping and doing the dab stuff. And, and so they're, they're getting higher concentrations without getting the smoke because they're, they're literally getting a vapor Correct, with a THC yeah. in it. Um, let me just say this on a personal note. My husband's a high school principal mm-hmm. and he has seen pot wreck kids. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. athletes on his football team and, and kids who are good students. Yeah. Um, there's all this talk about what it does to the brain. Yeah. So, so I want you to talk about that to a, to a mom of a toddler or a mom of a teen. What do we need to know? Um, you know, I cited some of the studies at the beginning about yeah. what pot use does to the teenage brain. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think that's uh, really, really important to understand and actually a, a good tool to educate and um, inform your kids about because it can be a great early intervention. Yeah, like early on, like start telling your on, kids like seven years on. old what this does. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I think at a super high level, um, fundamentally your brain uh, as an adolescent between the ages of 12 and 20, if you're a male, it can go into the early 20s. Um, you're seeing the most brain development since your son or daughter was in utero. So it's a massive transformation that's occurring. And so as you can imagine, um, as part of that development, if you're introducing and flooding your brain with substances like THC uh, or foreign substances like alcohol or other drugs that they may be using, it can impact that development in a pretty considerable way. And some of the, the leading research right now um, there's actually a study, a longi- longitudinal study that occurred out of New Zealand where they followed um, teenagers that were born in the years 1972 and 1973. I think there was 100 plus individuals that were a part of this study. And this was the um, less potent form of Much pot. less potent. I mean, yeah. they were adolescents in the 80s, right? So this is that 2 to 3%, 4% THC concentration. And now I just want to remind people, now it's 10 times that Correct, at least. Yeah, yeah. And, certain, and, and it can be even more. Um, but what they found was actually pretty profound. So uh, adolescents that were using this, you know, moderately potent marijuana of the time, uh, and, and moderately using it to find as I think, uh, two to four times a week. Um, they saw that individuals that used during their adolescent years at those moderate levels saw an eight to 10 point reduction in your IQ level, which just for, for listeners, the average IQ is about a hundred. So that that's significant. I mean, that's upwards of 10% reduction in your IQ. And what was more interesting, uh, is that individuals that stopped using, um, Post uh, the age of 18, there was a cohort that fell within that bucket. Uh, They didn't see any improvement in the IQ. And then even more uh, interesting was that individuals that refrained from use until post the age of 18 saw a much lower and in some cases no reduction in IQ. So really pointing to the fact that obviously flooding your brain with those sorts of chemicals are contributing to, in this case, you know, IQ executive functioning impairment. Um, which was quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, my husband sees this at the high school <clears throat> level. And, and so, so maybe we'd say to adults there, look, if you feel like you need to use pot for whatever, it's not going to impact your IQ nearly as much as it is a teenager. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm just going to admit yep. it. I don't want to be a yep. prude, but I'm not a fan. Yep. Now, I, I do want to get to this. Mm-hmm. The alcohol versus marijuana debate. Mm-hmm. First of all, we got to remind people, just like we we were in the first segment, that we're talking about a new kind of marijuana where the THC mm-hmm. levels are anywhere from eight mm-hmm. to twenty times as potent as yep. they used to be. Yep. So, so now you're going to get into psychotic um, problems mm-hmm. where it's really impacting your brain you in could, not good yeah. ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it can reduce IQ in teenagers and all kinds of stuff. So, I'm somebody. Um, I, I'm a Bible girl, and there's mm-hmm. wine in the Bible, and they say yeah. just don't drink too much of it, but right. you can have a glass of wine. In fact, they say take a glass of wine for a sour stomach or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have to be honest. I feel like three glasses of wine a week or four glasses of wine a week and mm-hmm. one, in, you know, in the evening um, is different from being a pot user and vaping and mm-hmm. and using dabs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not using good language. So somebody yeah. out there who's an addict will not respect me because I don't have yeah. the right language. But yeah. 
well, how do you feel about the alcohol versus? I'm sure you see devastating yeah. effects of alcohol too. Yeah. But but somebody who you know has three glasses of wine a week versus somebody who's smoking pot. What yeah, do you think? Definitely, I think it's a great question. I think for for adolescents, you need to avoid both. I mean, obviously, yeah. for the conversation we just had, it's it's you know impacting the brain development in pretty considerable ways. So tell your little um, ones, you won't be as smart if you do these things in your teen years. Like just yeah, tell them that. Definitely, an eight year old say you're not going to be as smart if you use this. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think for adults, again, the, the marijuana today is very different than what it was before. Uh, and again, it's not regulated well. I mean, there's a whole other discussion on edibles and how there's a lack of understanding of, you know, what the proper dosing is. So, you know, the, the notion that uh, marijuana was a bit of a gateway drug before has kind of shifted now to where it is a drug just because oh, of the potency levels, okay. you know. Um, and I think the other thing is, is um you know, individuals, everything in moderation, like you said, uh, and certain people are able to do that. Others can't. They're predisposed uh, to addictive behavior yes. patterns. The way it impacts uh, you uh, versus me or versus somebody else can vary for, for alcohol or marijuana. Yeah. And so those risks always persist. Um, but as a parent, I think what's important to also note is that, you know, when we're working with um, teenagers or even uh, young adults, you know, typically that marijuana use or alcohol use, um, you know, addiction can develop there for the reasons we've discussed, but it's also more often than not actually a coping mechanism for something else, right? So anxiety, depression, um, maybe they're struggling in school and there's anxiety around that. Maybe there was some sort of childhood trauma that hasn't been properly addressed. Um, And so we see that quite a bit. As well, so so I guess what you you would say, Marcello, is that 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 moderation in either doesn't particularly bother you. So you wouldn't say alcohol is better than than marijuana, or marijuana is better than alcohol. You wouldn't necessarily come down on either one of those. No, I mean I think marijuana is 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 just much stronger than it was before, and so people need to understand that and understand what the risks are associated with it. Obviously, for us, you know, people that are struggling and have found uh, these various substances or drugs to, to be a coping mechanism, they're in a different position where they probably need to avoid it yeah. uh, and make sure those underlying issues are addressed. It's, it's kind of like if you took a glass of wine um, in the 1980s, it was a glass of wine and whatever, you relaxed and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But now if you took a glass of wine, you'd be having five shots in your glass of wine right, or exactly. six shots in Exa- your glass of wine. That's a great way to put it. Jenny. When yeah. you're smoking today's marijuana or, or using today's marijuana. Okay. I want to get to this last part. We've only got about three minutes left and I want you to be able to explain to people mm-hmm. as somebody who works at Sandstone Care, as somebody who's working with teenagers and young adults to try to get them out of addiction, mm-hmm. what do you want to say to parents about what they're facing nowadays mm-hmm. and, and make it three minutes, what they're facing yep, yep. nowadays and um, uh, how they can avoid it or how they can submit their child if their child needs help? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, boiling it down, it's it's really one, just educating your kids. I mean, do some research on this. Um really understanding that the marijuana of today is different. The fact that medicinal marijuana is not recreational marijuana and all the misinformation that exists around that. If you inform your kids about it, uh, they're, they're smart. They don't want to put themselves at a disadvantage. Most kids are, are motivated to be high achievers and to do well. And so that can be a very impactful way uh, to provide a little bit of an early intervention yeah. um, and, and get kids going down the right path. I think two is, is, not to be go ahead Jenny. is this a family thing i just want families to know and now you only have about a minute left sure. but is this a family the families when you have a kid come in mm-hmm. uh, is it usually because something went wrong it in is, the family it it's it's always we always involve the family system and that's very important um because there's different 
at the end of the day, the, the mom and dad are, are the most important support systems for the, their son or daughter. Um, and so because of this confusion around marijuana use, maybe the parents may be lightly recreationally using, and that's then imprinting on, on the kids. Maybe there's conflict between mom and dad, and so marijuana use is a nice coping mechanism because it calms them down. But most definitely, you know, it, it, it tends to be a family system. There's a family system component to it as well that, that needs right. to be attended to. And that's why families need to get, step in. Okay. So tell folks how they find Sandstone Care and uh, what, what you can do briefly. Yeah, absolutely. So we're um, our, our website's a great resource. We have a lot of information about uh, many of the topics we discussed today. It's it's www.sandstonecare.com, uh, and then you're welcome to reach out to our mainline number as well. Olivia Pilchers, our admission supervisor, she's a master's level clinician and can provide some pre-assessment services and things like that. That number is eight 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 five zero eighteen ninety. Eight 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 five zero eighteen ninety. That's correct. Okay. Yes. Marcello, you're a blessing. Thank you for all you do to help kids and, and get them back on track. And God bless you for that. So thanks for being on channel. Yeah, thank you, Jenny. Appreciate the time. Okay. Quick announcement for you. I'm going to be part of Real Women 3 Conference 2017. Uh, it starts, uh, well, it actually is on January 28th at uh, Grace Fellowship of Lakewood on 2nd Avenue in Lakewood. Good stuff. The idea is for you to break out of some of your... It would be great if we could help you break out of addictions, but but uh, past habits and hurts and wounds and uh, just things that you feel stuck in. It's it's called a breakout new year with Jesus. We've got great speakers. Angie Austin, who, of course, is a former TV anchor. I used to work with Angie in TV. Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. Michelle Ron, Mrs. Senior America. Robbie Iobst on marriage and her husband and me helping you get over your hurts and into a healing process. You can sign up on Facebook or Eventbrite. You just go to Real Women 3. Just search it. I think you should be able to find it on Facebook or Eventbrite. Uh, I hope you'll come. Also, if you'd like to help us continue to help moms and bless families, please uh, consider a donation at channelmom.com. You can just click the donate button there. We'd be so grateful if you did. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.